My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's going to be about Thomas Bepko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We want to take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you want to be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. What's up, everybody? Thomas Bepko podcast. And I got probably the closest thing I have to a brother on here who is now in Florida. I miss him. We're virtual. Josh Chernis. Thanks for having me here, T. Glad to be here with you. Um, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, uh, yeah, that's. I'm glad you asked me to come on to this, man. This is uh, this is special. It's definitely special, and I think um, people really understanding, you know, or knowing, you know, kind of what our relationship is behind the curtain. You know, um, it's cool, man. It's cool. So I'm ready to do this. We're gonna get right to it. All right, let's do it. Yeah. So I know Josh Turner's very well, right? I think a lot of people don't. So who is Josh Turner's? Man, that's a loaded question. I know. Come on. I told you. <laughs> no, no preview of them either. Let's go. Yeah, no. And I didn't want to preview on it. That's, that's, whew. I mean, he's a husband. He's a father. Um, he's a friend. Um, a hardworking individual. Um, if I had to think of, uh, of one word that comes up when I think of myself, it's just perseverance. There we go. You know, more than anything else. Um, but that's it, man. I'm, uh, you know, easygoing, laid back, clown. Enjoy life. Have a good time. You know, love my family hard. You know, love my friends hard. And, you know, just uh, just do what we do. Well, I second all those things. I mean that. And one, of the, best, that. one of the best loan officers I know by far. Best Thanks, man. Clown. I appreciate that. You know, definitely. Guys have worked with Josh, who know Josh in the business, being an agent or customer, colleague, peer, know that Josh <laughs> is one of the best around, man. He is. So I'm proud of you, man. I, I uh, super great. I'm glad you came on too because I'm, I was actually excited about this. I um, where do we start, dude? So how did we meet? That's the next question. How did we meet? So yeah, we met. Um, we we met we met in uh we shared a backyard <laughs> we, 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 we shared the we shared the our concrete backyard <laughs> we did <laughs> with the with the brick window that they put up in the kitchen remember that yeah yeah i do i do uh, i remember uh, being able to see right over to yours too i see right over to yours i was i think i was i was probably i think probably seven or eight when i moved into sunny ridge you were already there right yeah. Um, those of you that don't know Sunny Ridge, it's Sunny Ridge is near the highway in Fairfield. It's an apartment complex. There's two sides of it. And it's uh, Josh and I know each other. We grew up, shared a backyard together. Yeah. Parents knew each other really well. Parents very close. Mm -hmm. Right. Spent a lot of time together. Yep. For sure. And, um, you know, it's do all the wrong things the right way, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for sure. There was a lot of, listen, there was a lot of older kids around and, you know, there was you and, um, you know, there, it just, it was a place to uh, just, you know, clown around. And, um, you know, I was always probably the younger of, of all the kids that lived in Sunny Ridge. So it was always the kids that I was kind of looking up to and what they were doing. And I just tried to emulate a lot of what you guys were doing. Um, the older troublemakers. Older troublemakers. So I became a young old, you know, younger troublemaker for sure. Uh, but listen, man, it was a great, it was a great place to grow up. I mean, we have everything that we needed, you know, at that point, um, definitely wanted to get out of there, you know, for sure. Um, I think we both did. Took a while. I know you did. Um, and just, you know, kind of make uh, a different path for ourselves than, you know, our parents, uh, our parents did. And listen, I, I say it all the time, man, like, you know, people are in your lives for a couple reasons, right? They show you what to do. They show you what not to do. Um, you know, my parents were good for both parts of that, 
you know, to show me what to do and show me what not to do. And, you know, I love them very much. I miss them very much, but, um, you know, they showed me what I didn't want to be like, you know, when, when I was growing up. So, um, you know, I'm grateful for all the lessons that I learned, good, bad, hard, tough. Um, you all know, the experiences well, make you better, make you a stronger person. Through thick and through got us to where right? we are, man. Perseverance, baby. Perseverance. That's it. That's it, man. We bend, we don't break. Right. And, and we always talked about it. We always talked about it. Right. Like what's, what, what's the one thing that you can't teach anybody to have right here. That's it, man. Can't teach heart. Right. And, and, and it's something you either have it or you don't, you know, you can teach people a lot of stuff. Talk a lot about that. Having that mentality in the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, be us both being in the mortgage business and, you know, it is a rare breed. You know, a lot of the loan officers, you know, they're so different, but we all, the successful loan officers have like the one, you know, couple common things, right? That, you know, you don't bend, you don't break, you bend, right? And loan officer, because, you know, at times, I mean, we're just the stepping <laughs> like for sure what I, I don't know we are. like the the blanket that covers the fire when everybody's stepping on you know like we're 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 just transactional you know people <laughs> and, you know you you put your heart your soul your energy into a loan file for somebody and then the minute that deal closes all of a sudden those phone calls emails texts they all disappear right but you've invested 30 45 60 days of your life into something that could have been going sideways You've had to rework. You've had to keep everybody on board. You've had to keep people off a ledge. You had to keep people from being homeless. And then all of a sudden it goes away and then it's just on to the next one. So dealing with that emotionally could, you know, for some it's, it's difficult more than others. And, and I've definitely, I think over the years learned how to disconnect a lot more with it than I used to. Cause I used to just own it and I'd be up at night. I'd be up at night. Couldn't sleep. You Four know, dreams, over- baby. You know, yeah. can't run from them for sure. Can't run from the mortgage nightmares. No, no, at all. Um, but I, I think this business has, you know, taught me a tremendous amount. Um, you know, just about life in itself. Uh, it taught me a lot about, um, you know, finances. It taught me a lot about, you know, credit for my own personal life. Yeah. A lot of things that I didn't know that are so important when you get out of high school, get out of college. Um, and these aren't the things that are taught to people, you know, while they're in school, right? Nobody talks about this, how, how you do this and how you do that. Um, so it's, 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 I went to mortgage school, you know, I went to life school within mortgage school and, and listen, you got me into the industry. You've, you've, you've put a lot of people, you've helped to get a lot of people into the mortgage industry who are now successful as a result of your guidance, where in the beginning, I, I had a difficult time because you're like, you're so fast paced that like, it's hard to keep up with you. Um, but it also, it also told, you know, taught me how to work at a faster pace, how to think on my feet faster, you know what I mean? How to do things in a better fashion, be a better salesman and, and also just be a better loan officer in whole. And I was thinking about it cause I've been with total mortgage now for eight years Jeez. and you've been here for less than eight years. Cause you came, you know, right after me, but you've been in the mortgage industry, basically your whole adult life. Um, and when you came back from, you know, when you came back from Cali, you were working at Wells and, you know, I remember coming over to, to your place and, you know, you, you got your computer set up and you're working on the weekend and you're like, Josh, like what, like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, T, I'm not really doing anything. I mean, I'm working my job. It's going nowhere. I'm making my money every week. You know, I'm, I'm paying my bills. I'm, I'm taking care of what I need to take care of, but, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. So, um, the plan was to go to Total Mortgage to help them to get me licensed and then over to Wells with you yep. and come work with you. And then you had decided at that point, like no more Wells, you came over to Total and then we were just grinding out, um, you know, day in and day out. And, and I tell people, cause I was making $29,999 and 99 cents. They weren't even paying me 30,000. It was $29,999 and 99 cents. And, and I was 29 years old, so I wasn't a kid. And, you know, I just, I just stayed, right? Instead of, instead of getting, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to do this. Is it, you know, just getting all that negativity. I just went with it and I said, listen, just each day, each day, learn more, work harder, learn more, work harder. 
And, and listen, man, I've been able to, you know, really build a, a beautiful life for me and my family as a result of watching people like you that consistently, you know, persevered in their career, in their life, set higher goals, met those goals, kept setting higher goals. And, and, and listen, man, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you because I, I would have never known anything about the mortgage industry if it wasn't for you. I appreciate that. I remember we were at my apartment on Brewster Street on the mm-hmm. second floor in Black Rock. And I had the Wells Fargo fucking computer with the key. Uh, remember that? Yeah, I do. And I do. you came over. Was George, did George come? He was. George was there. Cobra. Do you know why he was there? Why? Because <laughs> he was helping to fix the PT Cruiser. That's right. Yep. My, my car with the breathalyzer and it was broke down. Yep. What, eight years ago? Yeah, eight years ago, a little over eight years ago, because you know, twenty-five all the money I had, twenty-five hundred bucks went to gain. That was it. Bucks. Everything. It was champagne, mm-hmm. champagne color. It was like camel in the middle. Oh, bro, standard. I wish I fucking kept that thing. It's yeah, a, it's. A, I mean, it's a gentle reminder, down, man. And I had just got back on my feet. Right, mm-hmm. I had just, I had just gotten back on my feet, and I mean, dude, obviously. Like I said, you're like the closest thing I have to a brother. So getting you, helping you at least show you, you could fucking do this. We came, we grew up together. Our parents were best friends. Our parents were psychos together, right? Whatever it was, we knew each other very well, right? And yep. we lived 50 feet from each other. So it's 100, probably like, you know, 50 yards. But either way, I mean, I, I dude, I, I love seeing where Listen, you are. Listen, man, you've all, you've always looked out for where you are, bro. Like I love, like it's fucking great. Number three at total mortgage last year. What'd you do? Fucking eighty mil. What'd you do? Number, number two. Oh <laughs> my bad, dude. I didn't even know. Number two. Number two. What'd you do? How much did you do? Eighty-one million. Eighty-one, right? Yeah. Good for you, bro. Number but that was, you know, that was with the help of a lot of people. That just, you know. I like I like to think that I could take all credit for everything, but it's never the case, man. I'm only I'm only as strong as everybody else around me. And when you know, you by yourself, Joe's, right? a, Joe, Joe's a killer, man. He's got the killer instinct, you know, just like you. Shout uh-huh. out to Joe Ferrigno. Joe Ferrigno has been has been a great partner. He's been somebody you know incredible, you know, to work with. Um, you know, he just does his thing, man. He no complaints, no nothing. Like I'll call him and ready to just bah, 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 about all this stuff, and he's like, Josh, I gotta go. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. He's like, you know what I mean? He doesn't want to hear it. He's just, okay, let's go get the next one. Let's yeah. go get the next one. Let's go get the next one. So, um, I, you know what? It's helped me a lot, man. It's helped me a lot being around guys with your mentality. Cause listen, I always, I haven't always had that mentality, right? I'm somebody who, you know, came from, you know, bad drug addiction to getting clean to, you know, trying to repair all this damage that I did in my life to, you know, feeling, you know, insecure about where I was and, you know, trying to get to this next level. Um, you know, finally when I did, then it's all of a sudden, like now I start to battle with this like depression and anxiety and fear because, you know, it was easy to have nothing because you had nothing to maintain. And now that you have everything, all of a sudden it's like, you know, what's going on here. So I had to get help for that. I had to do certain things. And I mean, I, I think a lot of people are scared to talk about, you know, that part of it. Like, you know, things were so bad for me at one point in my life, but, you know, I was able to pull myself up, you know, out of it with the help of other people and, you know, continue to work on myself and and know that, you know, I don't have this, you know, whatever this is, I don't have it. So it's all about, you know, continuously trying to just be a better person, you know, than I was the day before. And, you know, um, that's, that's, that's kind of big, man. I, I, I like to be an advocate for the people that, that, that beat their lives down so much. You know what I mean? That they drilled themselves into the ground and now we can help them to pick themselves back up, you know, just by being an example. Right. Dude, look, I get it. I mean, you helped me get sober. Yeah. You helped me put down the booze and you were the first motherfucker I called begging for help. Scared as hell. Josh, what I do, you did it. Right, I'm sorry I broke your anonymity, but I mean, nah, you already did. Nah. My sense. Gonna give a fuck. No, I don't listen, man. People I need to hear it. People need, people need to hear it, right? I, I, I respect the anonymity of the whole thing, but you got to share the message, right? You got to help mm-hmm. somebody. We could help somebody right now that went through it, that didn't know there's a way out. 
right? We battled that. Our parents battled with it. We battled with it. We battled with it together. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't think people talk about it enough. Like you said, like, it's like, look, it's where we came from. I'm super grateful for all the shit we went through. I mean, people don't even know the shit you went through and we can get to mm-hmm. that too. Right. Like there's a lot of fucking war stories, you know, in between and perseverance, man. Like you just gotta keep pushing. What else are you gonna do? You can bend. You're not going to fucking break. That's it, man. And you hold on to that. I mean, that's, that's the key, right? Like life, life will never get that bad, but if you, if you really let it and, um, you know, continue to stay in that space and, and continue to try to, you know, drink your way out of it, do drugs, you know, whatever the case is to try to make yourself feel a different way. Like it's never going to happen until you put it all down and really start looking at yourself. Like, listen, he's not the problem. He's not the problem. She's not the problem. This wasn't the problem. It's all here. You know what I mean? Like I'm the problem. And as soon as I realize that and I do something about it, then, you know, my life can get better. And listen, over the eight years, so I've been, I've been clean now 11, 11 and a half years. And over the 11 and a half years, I've probably wanted to quit staying clean hundreds of times yeah. because it got so tough, you know, and got so difficult and I had to deal with so many emotions that I wanted to give up, but I just, I just never did. I never could. Um, there was always something that brought me back to realize that, you know, this is worth living, man. This is worth trying. And, um, you know, good things happen when you do good things. Right. Um, it just, it just does. The other way it doesn't work. I don't no. know anybody that's won or that's done it. Right. Like, look, it's, it's, and it's tough to see that on the other side, you know, like it's mm-hmm. like seeing coming in when you're like, beat the fuck down and like dude josh has like 11 and a half years i mean you can't even see past a day when you're for when you're counting days right sure it's like but it works right god willing i got 10 years march march 30th it's fucking crazy double digits a decade And, and and look at what you've done in this past decade right like when you really get to kind of look back on it from that standpoint of saying, you know, you have all these, you know, these years, which you can really reference and say, wow, like I've done some incredible things, not only for myself, you know, but for the people around me. Um, what, what did I, I think I, I read something the other day and I think it said, if you're, uh, if you, if you make a lot of money, you can go to sleep, but if you help people, you can sleep better. There was something like, you know, something like that, you know what I mean? And, and, and listen, even though a lot of what you do now is in, is, you know, in building business, but you help people, right? Like you help people become financially independent, right? Like that's helping somebody. You're teaching them a skill that you have so they can then better themselves and, and hopefully pass it on, you know, to somebody else. And, and that's, that's huge, man. You help, you help build and create lives. I mean, what, what else? Well, so we've also, you and I, I mean, we've also been through a lot, have experienced a lot of those things that the younger guys with the five years in the business that are just getting their shit together now, right? Like we've done, they know exactly what not to do because I've done it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look, you might not want to do that because I did it. And I'm not going to tell you something I don't know through experience. Like I've experienced this. Do not do that because I feel that that won't work. It didn't work for me. So you might want to yep. try this because this way did, right? And being coachable too, right? Like I, you know, you were very coachable in the mortgage business because you wanted it, right? You wanted it. You were like, like, come on, and if I could do it, you could do it, right? And you and you put that. It just made sense. Mm-hmm. It just mortgage, made sense. To me. Mortgages make sense, man. If it, it either does or it doesn't, it's not for everybody. No, it's different. No. Different than being a real estate for sure. It's for way sure. different. And after when I became real estate broker, I really learned how to become a better loan officer, right? Because just I had to learn, become broker and learn the real estate business and learn really the values in a relationship between an agent and a loan officer, but from the other side, Yeah. right? Being a loan officer, I was like, I was like, and I didn't realize that that was going to happen. That wasn't my intention in doing, in, in, in starting YB, man, starting YB, I didn't want to, I didn't want to chase agents. I, I didn't think it was fair that I had to go rely on other people to, to build my career, right? unless I can go directly to the consumer, which now we do. Right. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't intend to become a better loan officer by becoming a real estate broker. I just intended to 
do more deals and not rely on other and wanted to might create my own kind of way in, of the business. Right. And I had learned so much in the last eight years becoming a real estate broker. Like, look, now I can take that information and relay that to the, the loan officers that are really trying to make a, an impact in this market right now. Right. Because look, everybody now, everybody wants to be a loan officer. Everybody wants to be a real estate agent. Everybody's coming back now. I mean, we got people that were out of the business coming back. Like it's a lot of similarities right now to not financial crisis, but a lot of, a lot of similar things. People taking cash out on overvalued properties like 2008, 2007, 2009. Like it's crazy. And Connecticut hasn't seen as much increase as a lot of these other states. Like we're going in highest and best and we're at an eight to 11% average in Connecticut. And we're like in the 40s when it comes to one out of 50 of increasing property value because we're small, right? Connecticut's tight. Like we're compact in Fairville County, New Haven on the shoreline, but it's just the population is small here. You know, it is, too, but, to- I th- but I, th- I think the one thing about Connecticut that's been really good is they don't overinflate because they got through 2008 without the same issues that a lot of the other states did because they just weren't going crazy with value. It's recession proof, almost. You know what I mean? So, so that's the one good thing about CT. That's you know, uh, if anything, um, because I, listen, it's obviously, I, I didn't, I didn't go through 2008, so I didn't see, you know, what had happened there. Um, read about it, you know, watched the movies, saw everything, you know, about it, but listen, I mean, it's happening. It's happening right now. I mean, it's ha- not, not it's, and it's never going to be to that extent because I think financially, I think the country, I think our government's a little more prepared at this Thanks. point. You know, banks aren't banks aren't lending as crazy as they were. And if you even look at it right now, Fannie, Freddie, you know, they're tightening up again. You know, what I mean, they were doing they were doing 97 percent, you know, approvals up to a 50 debt ratio with a 720 credit score. And now there's zero chance. You know, it's got to be under 45 percent. You know, they don't want the three percent down right now. They want five- what they did because of what they were scared of in 2008. That market turned. So they tightened. Correct. Up. And it's going to be and they're trying to I think they're trying to go private again. Right. They, they want to go private. They don't want to have to be a part of the GSEs anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, with that happening, I mean, you could see it now. So I think they're setting themselves up and putting themselves in a position where if something does happen, it's not going to be to the fallout of what happened before. So, um, but every market, man, I, I'm on a lot of different mortgage uh, uh, groups, you know, whether it's Facebook or um, a lot of things that I follow and every market right now is just, it's, it's crazy. People are waiving contingencies. People are, you know, they're putting up big money. You know, cash offers aren't even as impressive right now because somebody could get another, you know, 40, 50,000 on their house because somebody wants to get financing. They're appraising somebody out. Mobile cash. They're not going to, you know, you go in full no. ass cash, maybe one or 2% over. Yeah. It but- pulls investors out right now because investors are looking for deals. They're not looking to pay top dollar for properties. I call it every day in the Corona tax. Right here, like, <laughs> come from New York to Connecticut tax, dude. You're gonna add an eight, another eight, eleven percent to a value in these markets, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, Governor I mean, Cuomo, dude, he's the best real estate agent in Florida and Connecticut, <laughs> for sure, for uh, sure. Doing a great job. We, um, all right. So, I'm gonna get into some some Josh Chernist LO questions. All right. Okay. So, this is I actually like. So describe your typical day right now. Obviously, it's a new day because you recently moved, right? You're in Florida. Yeah, we're in Florida here. So two beautiful boys. Two beautiful boys. Beautiful wife. Beautiful wife. Beautiful home. Beautiful area. Beautiful sun. The sun's out. Yeah, the sun's out. It's like 75 degrees right now. Dude, it's like less than 20 out here right now. Yeah, I heard. I heard. No, no more of that. <laughs> uh, so we talked about, so what do you do? You wake up, you go right, you go right at it. So I, well, the first it's, you know, it depends, right. Um, you know, right now with the kids, you know, we have, you know, case is only seven months old. So he's, he's a wild card at night still about sleeping. Um, so depending on how he does is depending on how we do, yeah. um, whether she's up in the middle of the night, she definitely, she wakes up with him more than I do. But, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm up with him, like I was up with him at two o'clock this morning, couldn't fall back asleep till four. So got up this morning, you know, a shower every morning, you know, to make myself my shake, sit down. First thing I do is, uh, is return just all, all emails, you know, from the night before to set up there, 
go through all my different files to see rate locks. Uh, if we've got to do any extensions on anything, make sure all appraisals have been ordered. Um, next thing I do is start to get into all of the new files anything that either came in from the night before, um, you know, something that I still needed to get to, you know, whatever the case is, hit those. And then I try to leave the afternoons for, you know, the issues that, that, that pop up, um, all while still just maintaining phone calls and, and, and reaching out to clients and, and, and doing things like that. So, um, lately it's been a lot of, uh, and I don't want to say damage control. It's just, we're so busy right now that it's kind of still all hands on deck and, and just making sure that we get, fly, you know, files. To the uh, it's a lot of defense. It's a lot of defense right now. And, you know, it's like, look, we always got to play offense, you know, right now it's, it's with capacity. You're always playing defense. We got six people on a purchase transaction in Connecticut easily, right? Mm-hmm. That you're the loan officer trying to quarterback and keep the deal together. Yeah. Right. Especially when, when there's a mortgage in place, right? It's like, look, the agent befriends the client, right? The agent always has a better relationship most of the time because they get this, they sit with them, they spend time with them on a new on a new deal, right? Like on a new yep. relationship, not like a friend that they they referred or whatever. But you know, the it, the agent spends more time with them, and us as the loan officer, it's like, look, we have to. I was telling them today, like, dude, well, what if we get this condition and like. What the, the the approval doesn't call for that condition. Like, I don't know how many times I want to tell you, you need this. If we want to get the loan, it's a jumbo loan, right? It's, and it's like, look, I, I've tell, told a hundred times, the condition calls for this, this is what you need. Like, yeah, we can go back and say maybe yeah. by work, but we're three days on the commitment, right? Like we got to get the seat. We got to get a clear to close and we got to close, right? So you need to get exactly what you can. And I don't know if people really understand what goes into doing a mortgage on what they don't see, right? A lot of people see the front end dealing with the customer facing stuff. Yeah. But what they don't see is the back end stuff, processing, underwriting, closing, disclosing, appraisal, you know, findings. I mean, it's, it's pretty detailed. It's extremely detailed. And I, yeah, I, I mean, whether it's, whether it's people, you know, can't appreciate it or don't want to appreciate it. I mean, whatever the case is, like everybody just wants their, you know, their loan and they want to get it done, um, which, which we completely understand. And it's easy for us, you know, it's easy for me to be on this side of it and want to complain about it. But at the end of the day, you know, how much did I educate them on actually what, you know, goes on in this process? You know, did I tell them everything what to expect? When you're super busy, man, like this, it's, it's tough because it's, it's just one call to the next, to the next, to the next. Listen, when we get off of this, I guarantee you about 60 emails and at least 20 phone calls, you know, and, and, and how can we complain about it? Right. January, usually we're scraping around and, and trying to, we're talking about how we're going to create more business for the year. We're putting our business plans together. We always like January because it's an easy month to do that. Did the only plan right now is just, just, you know, keep selling. Just keep selling. Yeah. Just return as many applications, get to as many applications and return as many phone calls as you can to communicate the best. Because mm-hmm. the capacity issues, communication is very tough, like you said. Yeah, without a doubt. Got to utilize the technology, right? And, so, and something that you and something that you from the very first day that you came to Total Mortgage wanted to put in place, which you did put in place, was having a team. Right? It wasn't it wasn't the LO and the phone and the computer. It was the LO, it was the LOA, maybe possibly two, you know, one assistant, whatever, one guy's on the phones, one guy's chasing the docs, you're selling the deal and we're passing it. Consistent processor, you know, somebody that knows you and knows your files. And then, you know, having that team, you know, set up. Cause you're right. I mean, you, the, 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 the person that gets on sells the deal, puts it together. Yep. Move it right over to the other way, get everything in the computer, send them out their docs, get the request out, do all that stuff. It, it, it creates a flow and it allows time to be able for the salesman to sell, right? Like that's what they do. Salesmen sell, right? And they shouldn't be inside, you know, files all day long or inside. And, and you taught that way. So when you, when I, when we worked together, like I saw so many loan files. Um, I would have never seen as many as I saw if I didn't, you know, work, you know, with you in that, you know, structure, which I was just constantly learning, 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 learning. But You'll make it. Dude, it was the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. Because the average loan officer that probably gets into the business, just like any real estate agent, I mean, how many transactions are you really going to see in your first year? Like, not not a lot. 
So you're not going to know how to, you know, negotiate with people, speak with people, structure a deal, work with your back end team, but having it in this team. Make the findings, sing a song, right? Like you got to sing a song on DU, right? It's got to sing a beautiful tune. And it's so much, so much goes into it, man. It's, it's good to talk about this. I think you might be the first, this might be the first mortgage talk on the podcast too. So fucking, that's my, big, my, my loan officer license, I'd say day in and day out. There's nothing like my loan officer license. My, mm-hmm. I learned every, I learned everything in, about the real estate mm-hmm. business in the mortgage business. Yeah. The only thing, the only reason I know anything about real estate is because of mortgage. Right. And, and because you talk to so many different agents and you, you, you work on so many deals and you learn so many things, um, you know, about those. So hundred percent. The guy who sees the most deals in the mortgage business wins. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely, again, man, I'm so proud of you killing it. It's fucking good. Thanks, brother. Good to fucking, good to see. And we can work from anywhere too. Like we can work from anywhere. From the palm of your hand, you're in Florida. You could be at your pool right now. Look at it. it. That's it right here. This is it. You can be out of the pool with the headset. And a bow. Just chilling. Chilling. Just chilling. It's a good thing, man. It's a good thing. So being in LO is so busy. I talk about like the work-life balance. How's that going? Has it affected you at home? Or are you been able to manage it? Because this is good for a lot of people to relate to. Yeah. So it's been it's been difficult. Um, it's it's been difficult because I've been probably a little bit more on the selfish side than I should be. Um, I think than my wife would want me to be. And there's a good chance, like she's in the office right now. She may be able to hear me, so she could potentially be rolling her eyes. <laughs> so I'm not sure yet. So I got to be careful how I say this. Um, but, but, but what's really tough about it, what, what becomes tough about it is, and I don't want to say people don't care about what you have going on in your life, but if they want to talk at seven o'clock at night, if they want to talk at six o'clock at night, if they only have time to be able to do something and, and, and you're putting a deal together because this is a referral from, you know, an agent and you got to stay on top of it because you know what, if it doesn't come to me, it's not going to go to me. So I think that part of it's been challenging um, to do my best to, you know, stop for a certain amount of time. And I think what I'm doing now, and I remember my, you know, Jordan asked me, she said, Josh, five to seven o'clock. She goes, she literally said, can you give us five to seven o'clock? And I had to kind of sit back on it. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, that's like, you know, for her to have to say that to me, you know, like, fuck. You know, and, 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 and she's not wrong. Right. Like I, I, I'm kids are at daycare all day long. Yep. You know, if I'm working and I'm on my phone, by the time I'm done, they're going to bed. Yeah. I'm going to see them. So I did, saying that I have to give or giving two hours of my time, it sounds like a selfish thing. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit better with it. And if I have to work, then I work after they, they go to bed. You know what I mean? When dinner, they go to dinner, bed and bath. Right. That's it. Not a lot of that for from a dad. I get dude. I I'm- on the weekends too. Same thing. On the weekends, you know, I'd listen, the phone, luckily, you know. Luckily, you can work from anywhere in the mortgage business. You don't have correct. to have somebody in the house, right? But you gotta be available. Our weekends, be- our weekdays start on the weekends because guess what? That's when the clients are driving around looking at places, meeting with the agents, and 9:30 Sunday night, multiple offers. I need an updated pre-approval i need three approvals for you know yeah. two properties it's you know so it's it was, that was last night that was last night at 8 30 and luckily, luckily i was already logged in because i was just you know cleaning up a few things and the agent uh you know sent to me he's like just you know get this over to me right away i'm sending in the offer tonight and you know if if i don't respond to that or i don't you know, like don't send the pre-approval yeah they're listen i'm gonna find somebody that's gonna the guy you know, who got back to that agent gets to his deal. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's kind of like the um, juggling effect, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. That's that's like that's so it's like here you can make this, but this is what you have to do. Yeah. You want to make this now. If you want to make this, this is what you have to do. So you know, it, it just comes down to what we want and and quality of life work balance, um, I think is just going to be an ongoing, um, you know, kind of process. But, uh, you know, I think as I further my career with it, I'm hoping to get to the point where I get to a point where I'm not so transactional that, 
you know, I'll be able to do those things while other people are handling, you know, my business. Right. So that's, that's, that's the goal for me down the road. I know. I don't have to tell you. I know. I know. <laughs> no, dude, I, look, I'm like, well, so I'm thinking about, I'm like, well, maybe I can do five thirty to six forty-five, Right. I'm you know, I'm gonna do start negotiating with you. You start, you start negotiating with yourself. Like, yeah, I did immediately. I'm like, oh, you know, and I was talking about this last night. I mean, we had therapy last night and I'm like, well, there should be an unplug time. Right. Because bed and bath is so important with the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's that bonding piece. Right. I get up. So Lila works out super early and I have the boys in the morning. Cole usually and when the night Daniel's there. Daniel will sleep in, but I, he likes waking up with Cole now. So we're all up at 545, Lila's out at the gym. She gets home at 7, 730, right? I do my thing, then I go. And I value that time in the morning. At night, it's a little bit different because your phone's not going off as much at 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. Like, I, I fire off. When the boys aren't paying attention, I'm like, Brr. people are like, dude, why? really? 6.30? Yeah, because... Well, you sent me an email at 9.30 last night, so I'm sleeping. You know, I go to bed early. And, you know, it's at night that bed and bath time is is key because, I don't know, there's just a bonding time, and it's so important, and it's so difficult to do. I mean, I, I'm horrible at it. I, I really make a conscious effort. I mean, I talk to my therapist about it. My wife and I work on it. My wife's super fucking busy. It's crazy times, man. You know, it's crazy times, dude. But super grateful that everybody's healthy and food in the fridge, roof over my head, money sure. in the bank, my job, people that care about me, the initial gratitude stuff, the, the the backbone of my life, the simple things I have to be grateful for every five minutes. And when I start to get fucking crazy and not being as humble, like, look, I will check myself to go back to gratitude. And when I start getting mad, fake as you make it, man. It's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's not easy right now. It's not easy, man. And, and, and I have a lot of empathy and compassion for people who are seriously struggling right now because it's almost fucking Darwinism out there right now. Yeah. I um, well, We're getting deep, so I'm, let's go in a little bit more. You ready? Yeah, let's go. What motivates you? What drives, what drives Josh? Where is, what's, what's the drive? That intestinal fortitude. Wow. Right? I know. Sorry. So I listen, the, the, the one, the one main driver in, in, in my life is knowing what I never want to go back to. There we go. Yes. You know, that's I mean, and, and and to be just completely honest, I mean, money's money's not a driver for me, although I like, you know, I like making it. Um, you know, my family, my family's definitely a driver for me because I want to take care of them. Uh, listen, in a very selfish way, it's I want to take care of them more than I was taken care of. 100%. Have everything that they would ever want that I wasn't able to, you know, to have, right? So it's it's probably, you know, some of that little kid syndrome. Um, but I just want to give them a life that is is safe and um, and good. And I want to teach them things. And um, those are really kind of like the driving factors, but I honestly, like deep down inside, dude, I never want to go back to where I was, you know, I know what hell looks like. I've been there. I've been, I've been in the trenches. I've been, you know, in the depths. I, I know what, you know, I just know what that looks like. And I never want to go back there ever again. Keep it real fucking green. Doesn't it? It's like it I'm the same way. It's like, look, I don't, life sucks, but anything's better than where I was. Right. Yep. And, a lot, you know, for the people that struggle with the addiction and alcoholism, like it doesn't get any better. So, you know, well, you know, a way that that way can get you right. Try this other way called sobriety and spirituality. And what do you have to lose? And I had to dumb that down to myself, bro. Like I was, you were beat down. I was beat down. Like I was done, but I didn't know how to stop. Yo. I know how to stop. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, did I ever tell you this story? Let me just tell you, I, I was in, I was in counting days at an all men's meeting, right? Where you used to live, near where you used to live. And I'll never forget, dude, I was at Wells Fargo. You know, I had like 60 days, power suit. Oh, I'm ready to go, feeling good. And I walk in and to the 90 day room and, you know, they go around, I don't know if you remember this place, but Stratford Men's. And, you know, they go around the room and this fucking guy, he's like, oh, you're a sales guy. You're in the mortgage business. 
the leader of the meeting is like, you're never going to get this pro. No, it's going to be super hard for you. I'd be surprised if you make it. I haven't fucking drank since. Okay. And I'll never forget the, uh, this guy. I haven't seen him around. I don't know, but I, I, that stuck with me, dude. And I was just so sick. And that like, ch- that was just what I needed to hear that day. It's not yeah. the reason I'm sober, but for that day, it was one of those simple things that I got mad. And I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm going to prove him wrong. Right. And you know, then my journey onto the spirituality, so on and so forth. But I'll never forget. I don't even remember his name, dude, but that stuck with me when I, and I'm, I'm going to tell him if I ever see him again. Right. You tell him. Oh God. What's your favorite part about being a loan officer? My favorite part about being a loan officer. I mean, listen, here's the, here's the cliche answer. The cliche answer is helping people, right? Everybody says helping people. And that's a big part of it because it's, listen, it's really good to, you know, either work with, you know, first time home buyers. Um, it's, it's great to work with a buyer who was denied with another lender and you're able to, you know, get the deal to work and you've just moved your family, you know, their family into a brand new home when, you know, they didn't think it was possible. Um, I have, I have a great story. I, there was a guy that I worked with, um, about six years ago. And I'll never forget because he was, he was a veteran and his credit was like 543. Right. Um, and I worked with him for about a year to get his credit up where we got it up to 640. And I worked with the wife a lot. who's you know, super sweet, like really cool people. They, they wanted to buy in Shelton, Connecticut. Um, and, you know, they were living, they were renting a place probably a little bit smaller than, you know, they're where they wanted to be. They had three boys. Um, and we, uh, we were able to get them into a home and, and she was crying on the phone with me, just thanking me so much, you know, that we were able to get her, you know, into this home and, and fast forward a few years later, then, you know, her son is, uh, is on the same, in, in the same wrestling program that my good friend, um, you know, Steve Folco you know, run Southside Wrestling. So it was all this thing that kind of came full circle with it. And listen, man, if you get to be a part of something that's bigger than you like that, like it's, it's, it's always a great thing. But I'd say that, you know, I mean, the favorite, like my favorite part of this is because, because this is like, it's, it's like chess, right? And it's, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's a drug, you know, mortgage is a drug. I don't, I don't care who you are, but mortgage is a, a mortgage junkie. I'm a mortgage junkie, like, you know, through and through. I love structuring deals. I love putting things together. I like finding ways to make things work. The deal maker, baby. That's it, you know, and, and, and getting on the phone with somebody and, and locking up a deal and, and, you know, putting everything into it. And then, you know, you know what, Josh? Yeah, let's go through with this is probably that's like the hit, you know what I mean? Like, let's, you know, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a mortgage junkie and, 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 and I love what we do. I love and I hate it all at the same time, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. To, through and through, man. So you got eight years in the mortgage business. I mean, you just got your PhD. That's it. Getting there. PhD yeah. mortgage, baby. Mortgage. Good badge. People, you know, people can't right, really. Right here over the heart. Right people here. Can't, people really can't appreciate what this business is all about until you do it because it breaks people. Like I've seen more broken people over the past eight years in this business, man, because they come in and, and, you know, like they think it's going to be easy money because they see people making, you know, good money. And there's, there's nothing easy about this. This is blood, sweat, and tears 24 seven, you know? And if, and if you, if you don't have this, you know, you're, you're not doing it, man. And it's not getting any easier. Mortgage is not getting easy. No. It's changing the 1003 next year. No. Would they even touch the 10 up there? I'm going to have to change my pitch on that. I'm like, dude, dude. next month, dude, dude, next month. That's it. You know, it's, it's where we're going to embark in a new territory. You know, LOs that are a little bit, I'll I'll say seasoned. I won't say older, you know, complain about it because, you know, you get so used to something for so long, you know, listen, I I think the younger generation is a little more computer savvy, can pivot a lot faster. Um, but it's going to be a big deal for people to have to, you know, kind of restructure, you know, everything that they do. I mean, you're, you're asking different questions now, you have to get different information, but, uh, you know, hopefully eventually it's all in an effort to make it that much stronger. 
Um, I think the last time they updated the, you know, the 1003, they took out a lot of questions that, you know, no longer you know, right. anymore. And now there's more questions that are pertinent because of where kind of the country, society, where everything's going. Um, you know, 2.0. That's it. And you do, you made a good point though. Like there are a lot of people getting back into this right now. And, you know, in the mortgage and on, on the real estate oh, side, I, 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 dude, I said it, I said it not too long ago. And this is, this may be a little bit hating on real estate agents, but, and, and I don't, I don't mean to be, you know, a dick about it, but you know, I said, if I see one more post that says sold for 40,000 over asking price, I, and I, cause, cause, cause here's what I wanted to say. I said, you didn't sell that house. So for 40,000 over the market did <laughs> the market sold that house. So, you know, just be grateful, you know, that you got some listings, but you know, you're on the upswing in that one. Low inventory and multiple buyers sold that house for 40000 over Great investment, 3%. <laughs> the mortgage rates are falling faster than the availability of houses. Correct. Making Correct. affordability easier. Correct. Um, right? You know? Um, so right now, we're not, listen, I'd like to think that we're all like super salesmen right now. We're not. You know, the market's dictating how well we do, you know, because what's going to happen is when this stops and it's going to stop, it may not be, it may not be now, it may not be a year from now. You know, when, when you keep hearing the feds talk about, you know, buying mortgage-backed securities, you know, they're not going to taper off anytime soon. That just lets you know what the strength of the economy is right now, right? We're not strong. Um, but when it happens, the ones that continue to build relationships and nurture relationships are going to be the ones that are going to be left. You know, the refi guys, you know, they, they get it every, the, I think the last time we had that big refi boom, we were still in the old building. And I think like you and McNiff and Eric Khan all like threw in like $10 million worth of loans in like a short amount, in a, in a short amount of time, because there was just, you know, this is what you guys were used to, right? Like these big refi swings and, you know, you just hit the phones and started doing what you were doing the um, and we're, and we're, and yeah, we're, we're there again. Listen, I could think that I'm an awesome salesman, but rates are selling themselves right now. I'm not selling rates. Rates are selling themselves. We're just a vehicle, dude. Taking That's orders. it. Taking orders. Just, what yeah. would you like today? A 15-year, 20-year, 30-year? <laughs> That's it, you know? Yeah, cash out a rate term. That's it, you know? So I don't, I don't uh, you know, I, I, I don't pat myself on the back to be a super salesman right now. I'll wait till we it's get back to the normal. Pat. Yeah, the normal grind. Rates are four and a half. Yeah. How are you going to sell this? <laughs> sell this now, right? What's, what's going to be the reason? And, and that's where a lot of people are going to get. First, right? I need to go get a, I need to prospect more now, right? Cause nobody's, I mean, it's, you're playing defense, right? You can't forget about offense, right? Not every day is like, you got to put in the extra mile going in. And that's why, again, social media, right? Talk about this day in and day out. Social media is a great way to get real information out real fast. Right, yeah, you're, you're valuable content. If it's valuable content, people will come to you, right, and ask you. And so, look, it's I don't people. I'm myself. I'm not prospecting enough. I'm not mm-hmm. recruiting enough. I'm not prospecting enough. It's it's defense all day, right? And then like this is like the fun part right there. I tell them to call. I'm like, look, I can't look at my emails and texts like ten or fifteen minutes before I shoot or I go on the podcast. You know why? The sun on that thing is just gonna just tweak my mood a little bit. Always, always be good, right? The stomach, right? I mean, my stomach turned seven times this morning by by mm-hmm. the thirty eight people that called me on five deals, right? Yep. So, but again, I'm, I'm I'm not bitching. I'm super grateful. Like I'm, I'm built for this. You're built for. It. I'm I'm built for. Yeah. It. This is why yeah. I'm in the mortgage business right now. Yeah. Is why I'm in the mortgage business. And but that's the difference. Mm-hmm. So got to play off. You have to, and and then, but it does, it does make it difficult right now. And it's, listen, it's not, you're not complaining because I know what you're talking about, right? To somebody outside of what we do may think, you know, this is complaining, but if, if you can't, I mean, listen, the, 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 the amount of emails, phone calls, texts that come in in a short amount of time and you want to be responsible and you want to be good at what you do and you want to get back to everybody, like it's extremely difficult. So that's why it's a game of checkers. I mean, chess and not checkers. Like you can't, you just, you with the email, with who you call first of how you put the information out about how you structure the file. Right. All day long. Anybody. I I love it, dude. I know. I know. I, that's, and that's what it is. Mortgage junkie. What happens? What happens? 
you know? Mortgage junkies. Shit. I put that, dude, I put I put down the drugs and picked up a calculator, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I love you, bro. You know? All right, here's a good one. Ready? Yeah. What's one question I didn't ask you that you wish that I asked? Was there one that you uh, thought I was going to ask that I didn't? I don't know. That's a tough one, man. It gets everybody. It's tough. Dude, know. that that one threw me for a loop. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it either. That's why I, I was like, maybe we should talk about buttons. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, it's that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. We got. I got. I got another one. Ready? Yeah. We'll so when Nicole is going to refinance, mm -hmm. who is she going to call? Nicole Sierra. Who? Josh Chernis. You, I will gracefully bow out. That is your client. Josh originated <laughs> her mortgage before I, and then we, that goes back to Josh. Well, it's so it's, 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 you know, it's through, it's through her family. Yeah. <laughs> did she, did she tell you what it took for us to get her loan done? Did she give you, did she give you the full story? Uh, heard of it was, it was Danny in them, right? In modern. Yeah. Yeah. It was Danny. Yeah. Danny Velasquez. So Josh, where can everybody find you? Facebook, Instagram. I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can find me there. Haven't haven't started TikTok yet, but uh, oh, dude, I can't. I know. I can't dance, and we up here doing fucking TikToks, bro. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, so humbling. I hate it. You 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 do the things that other people aren't willing to do. You get the things people aren't willing to get. You know, so it's all good, man. Let's listen. You 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 love what you do. You love the social media side of it. You know, you love the finance side of it. It's just who you are, man. And why, why would you be anything else than, than who you are? We could listen, we could joke about it. Cause some of it's funny. We could do, you know, do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, you're being true to yourself. That's all you could do. And then what all say? you gotta do is unfollow. That's it. Yeah. Click the unfollow. Real That's simple. You, should, you should have that banner running at the bottom. I used to have that app and like you could hawk and see who all the unfollowers, mm. all the hate. Oh, I, I don't know. No, no, you don't need that. <laughs> I was on such resentment. <laughs> you don't need that. You don't need that. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, uh, this was, this was great. I appreciate it. Listen, man, your family, dude. I love you. I appreciate, I, I appreciate uh, everything you've done for me. Same here. I'm happy for you. I mean, uh, listen, you're, you're a big part of the reason why I'm even down here in Florida right now. So, you know, without you, this may not have happened. And for, for everybody, it listening. doesn't mean you can stay here, but it just means that you, <laughs> that is like Josh and I, we can't work together. I don't know if they don't know this. We, this listen, is, we are here. We figured that out a while. It doesn't, <laughs> we're, better, we're better as friends. We quit on each other years ago. Yeah. You're too type A for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, man.